I'm Lee. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Saturation Italicized on Weagle 91.1 FM. Tune in live at 9 p.m. on Tuesdays for your weekly dose of art and design. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What is good, Auburn, Alabama, and surrounding four counties? Hope you are having a wonderful night. You are listening to Saturation Italicized on WEGL 91.1 FM. I am Lee. And I'm Lauren. And as always, I am so excited to share with you some fun design topics, some music topics, and some poetry today. How excited are you, Lauren? I'm so excited. I think we've got a good show set up, but I guess y'all will be the judge of that. Um... So first things first, got to do some plugs. So be sure to check out this podcast on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts under Saturation Italicized or check us out on Instagram at saturation.italicized to see any visual representations of anything we talk today. And now let's get into it. Kia rebrand. Kia rebrand. I've had so many thoughts about this since I've seen Same. the, the rebrand. Like when I saw it driving. I was about to say that, driving by the Kia plant on 85 I didn't towards e- Columbus see I didn't see the I didn't see the Kia plant I just oh, saw it on a car I saw the Kia um, plant and I was like what am I looking at this is not Kia this anymore. is not what I'm used to but I'll talk more about that in a second about my opinions on um like when I saw it driving but there's, first things first so Kia decided to rebrand um or launch their rebrand officially on January 15th 2021 um and I need to talk about how they revealed it Oh my gosh, that was so it was funny. So crazy. They did like a light show in Seoul. Yeah, yeah. And it was the mark, like the logo mark was created out of drone lights in the sky that shot out jets of sparks and it set a new world record for the most unmanned aerial vehicles launching fireworks simultaneously. Oh like, isn't that gosh. so random? <laughs> Just for the key of rebrand. Like they they went hard. No, that reminds me of um, it was either Staples or Best Buy did like a giant light show, like rave type light show for their rebrand. And look up, I think it was Staples. It was Staples. Look up like Staples rebrand light show because it's probably one of the funniest things I've ever seen of like the most lit hype like strobe lights you've seen and then just like the staples logo like coming onto the screen but (laughs) they're excited for their rebrand as i am to talk about this rebrand um kia said that their logo was intended to convey a fresh start and a change of direction for the company um a quote from their one of their pr releases says that the rhythmical unbroken line of the logo of their new um their new logo conveys conveys kia's commitment to bringing moments of inspiration while its symmetry demonstrates confidence the brand said that the new logo embodies symmetry as we've said rhythm and rising it's also supposed to look a lot more like a handwritten stamp of approval from the company while inspiring confidence in the direction the company is headed for do you think you can see that when you look at their new logo yeah i think i can it definitely, it looks more confident than their last For one. That's sure. a good way to describe For it. For sure. Because their old one was like all caps, all of the letter forms weren't connecting. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have the crossbar on the A, which they mm-hmm. kept in the rebrand, which I'm glad they did. Um, and their old logo, or their old slogan was power to surprise, but now the new one is movement that inspires. So I think yeah. their new logo really emulates that. 
and there's like a lot of like the type is connected yeah I think that makes it a lot different it flows and it, it the connection of the type in my eyes uh like mimics and replicates the movement of a car yeah. like if you were to take a film photo with like super long expo- exposure of a car it's gonna have that like long trail behind it true which kind of emulates true the connecting of the letters and there's like a forward slant which means you know moving forward the <laughs> rising gestures you know all the cliche graphic design <laughs> stuff but um so something like kind of interesting to me about the way that this rebrand was looked at by like society i don't i hate to say society but by consumers and by critics was that Kia still has not totally shed its image of making bargain bin cars, and its current logo and branding remains attached to dumpy cars from decades ago. Today, the Korean company builds some incredible cars across its lineup, and they finally receive, and they will finally receive the marketing and branding attention they deserve. Well, that's what the company hopes, at least. And I can I can see that because I I don't know if you kind of had a phase when you first got a car of figuring out like oh, is this car brand, like, the good ones, do these have, yes. like, a bad connotation? Yes. And Kia had a kind of bad connotation, yeah, as I remember. For sure. And that connotation kind of fit with, like, their old models that just, they weren't flashy, they weren't fun, they weren't exciting, in my opinion. The old logo, and and tell me if I'm crazy, but I remember the old logo having, like, the Kia, and then it had the oval, oval around it, and mm-hmm. then there was, like, a blue background on it. I don't know if there's a blue, I don't know. I don't know if that's like a Mandela. Because I know, maybe. Because I know their old colors were black, white, and red. And now it's just white and black. Okay, maybe I just made that up. Or maybe I'm thinking about something else. Maybe you've seen it somewhere. Regardless, like, especially with the, like, oval around it and everything. It was just, it was old. It was clunky. Speaking of oval, I actually have a note about that. Because they removed the oval shape, but their parent company, Hyundai, didn't. Like, they still have the circle. So does Nissan, Toyota, and BMW, which I think is interesting because Kia changed it. But some other brands haven't. What are your thoughts on that? Hyundai is the parent? Yeah. Yeah. I drive a Hyundai. Oh, my gosh. That's – wow. Because I think think the plant that I'm talking about off of 85, Mm -hmm. I think there's, like, a Hyundai part to it, too. I guess that – no, that makes sense. Whenever you drive past car dealerships, there's always, like, a bunch of different brands, like, in one – that's the parent company. Weird. Yeah. Wow. Girls learn car stuff today. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but I kind of wanted to talk about, like, my memory of seeing, like, the logo in use for the first time, like, mm-hmm. actually on the road. Because I saw a car driving, and it looked like a really nice luxury car. Like, it was it was obviously, like, a newer Kia. I didn't know it was a Kia at the time, like, when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. Until I saw the back of it, where I saw the Kia logo. And I realized, I was like, it's kind of hard to tell that it says Kia. It's more, like, yes. symbolic than yes. it is typographic. Yes, I agree. And I saw some places online, like, really didn't like that and thought that was, like, a bad move, that it was unreadable. I think it was a wonderful move for the I company. think so, too. Because you look at it and you see the symbol and you don't think, oh, that's a Kia. You think, oh, that's a fancy, like, luxurious logo for this fancy, right. luxurious car. That's why I think their rebrand is so successful because – it just, I feel like they're branded a complete 180 mm-hmm. with this rebrand. And their new, more bold, modern, coherent logo establishes the brand's commitment to becoming like an icon and change and innovation. Yeah. And their old logo did not do that. No, their old logo very much just gave like 
this is a Kia, so we are typing out K-I-A, <laughs> and we are putting it on the car now. And we're putting an oval around it and calling it a day. <laughs> um, however, something that I found online that I thought was interesting was a website who was really not happy about how Kia's new logo looked like it was, um, like, was did they say it was tilted or... They just basically they thought it looked like cattywampus because they put some geometric lines over the straight edge top of the A and the I and the K and noticed that the top pointing of the stem of the K and the bottom point of the A, I don't know what that would be called in typographic terms, but the K and the A, the little swooshes ever so slightly go above (laughs) where the geometric lines hit on the I and the A. And listener, like, you may want to, like, look this up for it to make a little bit more sense. Um, But basically, like, they were talking about why wouldn't they make this more geometric, like, make it more geometric-centered, make it more, like, I guess cohesive, because they thought it looked cattywampus. I didn't think it looked cattywampus. But in my opinion, I thought it might have messed up the visual gray of the of the logo because like if had they made the stem of the case slightly shorter and made that part of the a slightly shorter so it fit the geometric lines um of the other parts of the logo it might have looked like scrunched together in those areas if that made sense yeah I I that was such a long so rant. do you like the slant on them or not no i think i do because i think it creates a lot of movement. Yes. Oh, I agree. I think the movement, like, looks wonderful. Like I said, I think it mimics a car in a really nice way. And personally, I th- feel like geometrics for a logo don't necessarily, don't necessarily, like, have to be the biggest deal as long as visually it looks aligned and visually it looks balanced. I agree. Because and this looks balanced. No, and, it does. And they one of their big points was symmetry. Like, that's one of the first things that you said was they mm-hmm. wanted it to be symmetrical. Yeah. And, and it, it looks... It's very balanced. Yeah, like the, the K, the arm on the K, and the other part of the A that I can't I still cannot remember the term okay. for <laughs> have the exact same angle and I, I'm pretty sure they are just the exact same line duplicated I wonder if I wonder if this was like completely made or if they found any type of any type of like um font for this or if they just completely made it like I don't know like pen builder tool and the pen tool and illustrator it's kind of crazy to me imagining, like, making a logo that's going to be, like, this universally seen I agree. on Adobe or something. Because like, that's, that's probably what they use, that's probably, right? Yeah, for sure. I think so. I think about that, too. I'm like, so you also just used Adobe Illustrator just like me. Mm-hmm. But your icon is being on a bunch of cars and in a light show and then in, in, in the drone light show. show. This icon or this logo has to be worth millions and millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. And they said that they designed it in-house. Oh, really? Which I think is cool. Yeah. Because, you know, that I think that really emphasizes what they want as a brand. Like, they effectively communicated what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I, all in all, I think it's a super successful rebrand. I personally love it. I and do, too. I know, obviously, like, I'm not the most equipped person to say, like, this is good for a car company. But I think this is good for a car company. I agree. <laughs> and with that note... 
I hope y'all enjoy the song we will be playing next, which is Funny Thing by Thundercat. You are listening to Saturation Italicized on WEGL 91.1. Do not go anywhere because I will find you and I will tell you to turn it back on. What's up, everyone? You are back listening to Saturation Italicized on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm glad you stayed tuned in and listening. I am Lee. And I'm Lauren. And I hope you enjoyed that little segment on the Kia rebrand. Lauren and I were super excited to talk about it. It was really funny, actually, because uh, earlier this week when we decided to put all of our um, topics on a Google Doc together to talk about what we're going to talk about, um, I was like, oh, I'm going to be talking about the Kia rebrand and this and that. And then Lauren goes like, yeah, I'm talking about the Kia rebrand, too. And so then we were like, oh, we'll just we were just so eager to talk about it. Because I think we brought it up on the last podcast and we were like, wait, we have to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, it's been on my mind recently, for I, sure. I think about it every time I see a car. Same. But you can only talk about Kia for so long. And eventually, you got to make a little game out of design trends instead. Yes, we are going to be talking about 2022 graphic design trends. We're going to say yes or no. Our thoughts on them and discuss. Perhaps give them a little rating. Yeah, a, well, like a one out of ten. Like a one out of ten rating. Um, What's okay. up first? So the first one we have are 3D characters. And my best example is this. If you go to Kroger, all of their little icons and stuff, all of their like graphics are these 3D characters that I'm not even sure how you make. Oh, I see. Like the actual little people? Yes, the little people. They're 3D, so they're illustrations, but they're clearly 3D. Yes, yes. Um, Other companies use this, too. I can't think of one right now, but there's, like, some – there's literally, like, a commercial out right now that uses this. I I don't know what it is. But I am – I don't think I like it. <laughs> I don't think I like it either. I think I like it on Kroger's mm-hmm. just because it, it is very inviting and welcoming and family-oriented. They are kind of cute. cute, but they're kind of creepy. Well, they kind of remind me of the um, the one Christmas movie with the elf. <gasps> like yes! the old one. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I know exactly what you're talking about. What, what movie is that? Um, Isn't it like Santa Claus is Coming to Town? Maybe. Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. And it does look like him. And that guy is adorable. No, he's so cute. It is Santa Claus is coming to town. So, okay, so listener, like, picture Santa Claus is coming to town characters, and this is what we're talking about. Um, rating-wise, I'm going to have to give it, like, maybe a five, because I really don't hate it. I agree. I think you could either mess it up a lot or mm. do it successfully. And I'd, I'd also give it a five. The Kroger is a successful one. I agree. If so it's the brand. if we're going yes or no... Which one are you going to go with? No. Yeah, me too. I was going to say no. I just like other stuff more. I just like other stuff more. Yeah, I can't imagine, like, saying, oh, we should do 3D characters for this, like, project, blah, blah, blah. Same. Okay, the next trend is candy colors. So, like, pastel, orange, or not orange, green, purple, pink, yellow. I hate pastels i'm glad you said that because i feel the exact same way. i can't stand them i hate the way they look in design i i'm i i really hate to use this word um but they just give off such like a little like kawaii like kawaii vibe so cutesy so happy and it's like i just really can't picture any like 
like I can't official anything company. professional. Yes, I can't use exactly. with those colors. They just don't look professional at all. I agree. I give it like a two out of ten. Yeah, I'm gonna go three because I th- I like pastel colors when it comes to like decorations of a room or something. For sure, but not for I like just, logos. Yeah, and I agree. Stuff like that. I really don't like it. Right, so I'm going no, and I'm going three. Okay, fair. I'm going no. I'm giving it a two. The next one is holographic design. So it's kind of like, it's like transparent, kind of like rainbow bubbles, holographic, like wrinkly. Got you. That kind of vibe, um, which I actually did use on my last project. I'm so actually, I am going to give it a pretty high rating. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it like, I'm saying yes, and I'm going to have to go with six or seven. Six and a half. I'm going six and a half because I really, really like in some uses, like if, if there was like, I don't know, EDM branding or something, I think this would be perfect for it. Um, Like rave branding of any sort. I would really like that for this. But other than that, I really can't think of anything. Um, But I think it can be done successfully, and I like it when it's done yeah, successfully. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I would give it a seven, and I'm giving it a yes. I like that so far we're, like, having pretty much the same answers. Yeah, that's true. Um, okay, now we're talking about psychedelic shapes and fonts. So yeah. it's very contrast with the futuristic design, which is definitely what the holographic stuff is. Um, this is much more like old school 60s. Brighter colors, abstract illustrations. Thinking Stevie Nicks, like, music poster. I'm obsessed. I That's one of my favorite, favorite forms of design right now. I'm so glad it's making a comeback. It's just such a successful way to bring back previous designs, but yeah. modernizing it and making it fun. Agreed, agreed. Um, Plus, like, I don't, I don't know. I just think... It's very appealing to both a designer and also, like, the general public. Agreed. And it's also really hard to make. It's. I was just thinking that it's so hard to make. It's definitely, I feel like illustrators are better yeah. at it than graphic designers. Because it's, like, it's layers upon layers upon layers of patterns and stuff. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know that I could come up with this myself. Agreed. Agreed. I'm going to, uh, oh, maybe I, 10. I got to go 10. 10 with a yes. I'm going to give it an 8 and a yes. 8? I did say this is my favorite right now. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, the next one we have is inclusive visuals. So whenever you have little people on there, we're having people of different races, that kind of thing. Oh, are you talking about like Memphis style? I don't know what that is. Um, Memphis style is like think the Facebook style right now where the people are gonna be like purple or blue. Oh not. no, because I don't really know how I feel about that. This is like just not using all white people. Oh well, then yeah, I'm I'm giving it an eleven out of ten. <coughs> I think the more inclusive design is, the better because the world is not going to be a hundred percent white, and I don't think that needs to be what's represented or what's shown to the general public because the general public isn't entirely white so i'm giving it an 11 out of 10 and a yes 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 we need more of it i agree i've making i've been making stuff for my work where i include little people and i try to make it very diverse Mm -hmm. because we're making stuff for auburn and not everyone here looks the same so i'm giving it also an 11 out of 10 
Before we move on to the next design, I do believe it is time for a little ad break and a little song. So we will see you all back on Saturation Italicized on WGL 91.1 FM right after you listen to Best Part by Daniel Caesar. What's good, Auburn, Alabama, and surrounding counties? Thank you so much for tuning in to Saturation Italicized on WEGL 91.1 FM. Let's get right back into it with the design trend, yes or no, rate 1 to 10. What's next, Lauren? The next thing we have on our list is hand-drawn or custom illustrations. So just exactly what it sounds like, just hand-drawn illustrations. I like them. I'm giving it another – I'm going – Eight or nine out of ten, depending on how good the illustrations are. Um, I Fair. really like them. Maggie, I think you're listening. Your your illustrations, um, I guess I shouldn't say you. Our friend Maggie's illustrations <laughs> for her project, um, a packaging project we talked about a couple of podcasts ago, were phenomenal. That's some of the best, like, illustrations that come to mind as soon as, like, you say that. So that one I'm giving, like, a 10 out of 10. But definitely a yes on that. I really like that style. I agree. It's definitely more human and appeals to the emotions mm-hmm. more than, like the, the, than the 3D. Pathos. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, you're right. You're right. It's just a lot more personable. And I think I would also give it – I'm going to give it a 10 if the illustration is done correctly, which I'm assuming it is mm-hmm. if it's hand-drawn. If it's going to be done on, like, a company scale, then, yeah, it's going to yeah, be done correctly. I, agree. I love it. I say yes. I say yes. It also makes your design, I think, look a lot different than other designs because no one's going to draw exactly like you do. Exactly. And that's that also is what makes it so hard. I feel like hand-drawn yeah. illustrations are such a hit or miss because you're either good at it and it looks good or you're not good at it Mm -hmm. and it doesn't look good I think if you're if you're a designer who's not good at illustrations like I do think by just making like revision after revision and iteration after iteration you'll get to a good solution yeah it's just gonna take longer than someone take the scenic route yeah (laughs) that's funny um another trend we have is muted colors from nature so we've all seen the like plant icons that are like light orange and light green and pink I hate it I don't hate it you don't don't hate it I don't hate it I like I think it's overused now it's so overused I think it's super overused I think it's one of those trends that is like really heavily being jumped on right now but I think if it's done well then I like it but I'm not gonna like it more than maybe a more unique approach to something yeah I agree it definitely I don't want to say it doesn't sound like you put any thought into it, <laughs> oh, but I definitely feel like you could go deeper. Yeah. And yes, I guess sometimes it fits, like, I, I think sometimes it fits whatever, like, the goal of the project is or the, um, like, logo or the brand or whatnot. But I think there usually can be a better solution to it that other I people agree. haven't done. I agree. But I'm going to give it... Mm, Six. No, I'm five five and a half out of ten. I'm gonna give it like a three. That's fair. And I honestly I'd have to go I'd put that in the yes section. It's low on the yes section, but it's not none. It's okay, not that's no. fair. See, I would put it on the no section, but it's not I don't feel as definitively no about it mm-hmm. as some other things. So we're we're both pretty lukewarm. Yeah. But this next one. I'm obsessed with large and bold typography. It's 
definitely trending right now. Just I I don't know if I like the more narrow condensed type or the really expanded type. I I love a really good like expanded like kind of junky like vibe. Yeah. Like clunky, junky, not junky, like bad. But um I think it looks great. I think it fits so many different brands. And the cool thing about like big bold and large typography typography is there's a million different fonts out there so, so you many. can still be a part of this trend and still be like set apart from other people doing it for sure there's a definitely a lot of different ways to do mm-hmm. it and there's a lot of different ways that like it can portray a company because i think um it could be like an ad agency is going to have really big and bold type but so would like i don't know maybe like a record store or something true it's so, very versatile. Super versatile. Looks super good. Um, the type, the font that comes to mind now is a font Lauren and I were talking about a little bit earlier um, before the podcast. It's called Syn, like S-Y-N-E. And it's a little bit more narrow in some places than... It has a lot of nice contrast. Yeah, but it's a, it's a really bold typography uh, choice that I really like. So I'm going yes, and I'm going 8 out of 10. I'm going yes, and I'm doing 9.5. Okay, I changed mine to 8.5. I just love her. And like we said, it was really versatile for different brands. It's also versatile on different platforms. Like, you could Mm. use it on web. You could use it on poster. Yeah, very true. You could use that anywhere. You're not going to have to worry about, like, printing a fine line that gets lost in a textured paper. True. True. It's going to come out good. Okay, this next one I have mixed feelings about. This particular website is calling it nostalgia, but I'm going to say it's like 1990s style. I'm not a fan. You're not a fan? I am such a fan. You're such a fan. I love this style. This is the first one we felt drastically different about, but I really adore it. How would you describe the 90s vibe? Um, It's very like Windows. I would describe it as... mm, Maybe not, like, super, like, fine, revised design. Or it doesn't appear to be super fine and revised. Like, obviously, it would be if it's going to be for, like, a company or a project or something. But it's made to look, like, a little more conversational. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for. But it's made to look, like, a little bit more to, like, appealing of, like, a regular person, not necessarily a designer. Um, True. But It's very easy to follow. I'll give Mm -hmm. it that. I... I really like it. I see a lot of this type of design on my explore page right now. Mm. Um, I haven't made anything like this to my knowledge, but I'd like to. <laughs> to I my honestly, knowledge. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think about all of my projects, but only like. I don't think you have either. I don't, I don't think I have, but I like it. It's definitely like focus on bold outlines and interesting colors. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. 8 out of 10, and with a big stamp yes of approval. Mm. I'm giving it a 4 <laughs> with a big no stamp of denial. <laughs> I'm not liking it. Oh but gosh. this next one also might divide us. Anti-design. Mm. How would you describe anti-design? Um, It, it goes against, like, minimalist design. Yeah, it will... See, the site we're looking at right now talking about anti-design is describing it as, like, punk and aggressive and mm-hmm. asymmetric. And I've said many times before, this is my favorite type of design, punk design. True. I don't know if that necessarily fits the anti-design 
form, but since this site is describing it like that, I'll. I think it does. Yeah, I'll. I'll I gotta. I gotta go with like a, a eleven out of ten or something. Punk design is by far my favorite kind of design. I love design that looks like angry. Yeah. Yeah, and I feel like that's also hard to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. I feel like anger is maybe one of the harder emotions to display See, in a design. Right now, the project I'm working on is, um, like, horror-related mm-hmm. like movies. Um, and it's supposed to look, like, angry and scary and stressful. And I love that. I love that kind of design. But, you know, it, that's it's definitely polarizing. Yeah, that's fair. What, how do you feel about the bright neon green that's used a lot with anti-design? I used it on my packaging project. Yeah, you did. As, as I was a- asking <laughs> the questions, I was like, I already Love know what it. her answer is going to be. Love it. I used neon on that project. I used neon on, on your punk my punk time. project. Um, yeah, I, I, that green in particular, I'm a huge fan of that green. It's like a the good slime. shade. And it looks really nice with black and white. Yeah, it just looks so good. So good. Um, so yeah, I, that's a that's a design I'm super po- like super big fan of. What do you what do you think? You said we're gonna be divided. Well, I think I also have mixed opinions. I like, but the examples on this particular website I do like. It's very like kind of collage, different mm-hmm. elements. Yeah, and I'm noticing they're doing a lot of like cut off type, a lot of like cluttered yeah. type. I a lot really of experimental like type, which yeah. I do like. What's crazy is I didn't realize that was referred to as like anti design. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even anti design seems so vague. I feel like it could be understood in different ways. I can't think of the word. It's not understood. Perceived. Perceived. Well, what do you? What, what's the rating? I would now? give it. I would give it like an eight. An I eight? do like it. It's a yes from me. A yes. It's yeah. a yes from me. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> the next one is a big yes from me. I'm already going to tell you it's a 10 out of 10. Um, we're talking twisted fonts. Oh, this is so you. This is so me. We're talking like crooked letters, weird versions of serif fonts, handwritten stuff. Um, it's just like weird typography that deviates from normal typography so maybe you have for example let's say you have a word let's say you just have my name lauren and it's just in like a black serif font and then maybe the a is squiggly and the in the r is also squiggly <laughs> that's not a i mean professional that's terms only here squiggly, squiggly. That's what it is, though. It just, it stands out. I, re- I really like it. I oh. think it's really elegant. No, I love it. I love it. I cannot figure out any way to use this. You <gasps> used a font like this in your last project. It looked wonderful. I've, I don't think I'd be able I to successfully. I was also thinking this is has such a niche use for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it's very skincare, It's like the beauty. opposite of the bold, bold. Type. Yes, which I feel like is so versatile, but this mm-hmm. is not. No. This is not. No, like you, like imagine like a insurance company or something like trying to use like this, these kind of it like typefaces. You know, a good, um, a good typographer, I, I don't know if that's yeah. what it's called, typographer, <laughs> a font designer on Instagram is a BM Nix. Love him. He's so cool. He makes a lot of fonts like this. Yeah, he does. He does mm-hmm. it so well. But I feel like 
does he use them in practical uses or does he just make them he will make stuff to showcase yeah he i do like the the graphics he uses to showcase it but that's for his own personal use so i don't i don't necessarily know like yeah that's fair our last topic of discussion is geometric shapes which is also so vague (laughs) who doesn't like geometric shapes they're so simple but i i really love them they're definitely they're used in psychedelic and holographic design trends um they're just so simple and clean and you can do it in so many different ways i think they're also a really like useful tool in like maybe poster design when you have a lot of space and you yes. don't want to decorate it. Yes. Um, but geometric shapes are like very sturdy mm-hmm. and they can make a design look very professional, I think. Yeah, I agree. So I'm giving I'm giving that one a hard yes and like a like an eight and a half? A nine? A nine. I think a nine because I actually like I I've wanted to try and like incorporate that in my designs more. Yeah. I would say I would say a seven because sometimes I really, really like it, but then sometimes it feels like an afterthought. Yeah, very true. Or maybe a cop-out. True. So, but I think it can be done in a really elegant and beautiful way, but then sometimes it just seems like you kind of slapped it on there because you didn't have anything else. But sometimes when there's nothing else, then it works. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving it a yes. I'm giving it a seven. You know what I'm going to give a yes to? An ad break? An ad break. But awesome first, segue. But first, uh, Mr. Blue Sky by Electric Light Orchestra. You are listening to Weagle 91.1 FM, on Saturation Italicized. Bye, Dr. Phil. Thank you for coming on Saturation Italicized on WEGL 91.1 FM. Really appreciate it, but he has to go. For any of us. Anyone that's listening to the podcast version without the ads, <laughs> that's a Dr. Phil ad that we play every show. So <laughs> no, it's don't not want an, you to be confused. It's not an ad. He comes in to yeah, join you're right. our show. You're right. He, he sits in leave. with us. He has to leave. He's a busy guy. He teleports out. He's like Santa Claus. He just travels everywhere. You know, Dr. Phil has probably dealt with burnout before. Yeah, he probably has. And I know I have dealt, dealt with burnout before. Oh, I totally have. I'm dealing with burnout right now. (laughs) Which is why I think this is the perfect time to talk about it on our little podcast. So first I was thinking, like, to those who don't know what burnout is, some of the symptoms, not all of the symptoms, but some of them are, you know, exhaustion and fatigue that won't go away, procrastination in doing your work, like you might get more excited to do, like, even laundry or cleaning than you are to do your work. Um, and by work, I mean like creative work, like, you know, painting, writing, design. Um, you may feel envy or jealousy, uh, of what other people are doing. If it seems like effortless and you don't feel like it's effortless for you and starting new projects will just not feel like they're worth the effort at all. And, um, that's not everything. Obviously like burnout can be a lot of things, but that's some of the most like reported symptoms. Um, how do you feel when you get burnout, Lauren? I just don't feel like doing anything creative and I don't have any ideas and I kind of feel like I've hit that point in the semester where I just don't I don't have any ideas anymore and I'm tired see my burnout is usually more like less like ideas because I'll have a bunch of ideas but more like 
I'm not like good enough to create these. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to start. I I'm never going to be able to like make what I want to make kind of thing. Yeah. Um and because it's overwhelming. Yeah, it's it's super overwhelming. It's very stressful. It feels like you've poured so much out that there's just nothing left to pour out in you. Exactly. I once saw this quote. I'm not sure who said it or where I saw it, but it said creative people need time to sit around and do nothing. Mm -hmm. And that is so real. I feel like I just need time to not use the creative part of my brain. Something really interesting I found while researching this Mm -hmm. was a study released by TBWA Worldwide at the Keynes Lions Festival of Creativity suggests that the needs of creative talent are no longer being met at the workplace, leading to widespread dissatisfaction and burnout. Um, One quote by a co-lead of the study says that creativity has the ability to move the world forward, but for agencies and creative companies to be leading this progress, our work cultures need to evolve and quickly. Um, Something this study showed was that creatives are actually more likely to experience workplace burnout than non-creatives, and something, uh, at least compared to the general workforce, not saying uh, general workforce don't get burnout, but specifically um, something I think leads to uh, creative workout, burnout I mean, workout, <laughs> workout. Um, is how creatives never, you never turn it off. You never That's like clock out at five. To say. You never say like, oh, the workday's done. I'm going home. I'm going to go do what I do for fun now. Because for most creatives like in the workforce, like that is what they do for fun. That's why they chose it as a job. Yeah. Um, Because like there's nothing else that they felt like was worth doing. That's at least why I chose to go into a creative field was there was nothing else I felt like I really cared about at all. And so while it's also like work for me, it's also my hobby. It's also what fills me and makes me like happy but burnout is very stressful for creatives because it's not just saying like, okay, I can't get work done. It's also like, what do I do to be happy right now? Yeah. Like, what can I do that's not going to drain me when the thing that's draining you is usually what fulfills you? Yeah. And I feel like along the same lines of you just, you never stop thinking about design and you're constantly pulling inspiration from things. Mm -hmm. You're going to think about your project in the car or when you're eating, like Mm -hmm. random times when you're quote unquote off the clock, you're still thinking about this. Because there's no off the clock because you don't know when inspiration is going to strike. And the thing about creative fields as well is that whereas, um, Like, you make an Excel spreadsheet or something, you finish that spreadsheet and you're done. But you can always, always, always push a piece of artwork or design or writing. You can always push it further. You can always try and make it better. It's hard to know where the, where you need to stop, Mm -hmm. where the end point is. There's, because there's just no, there's no definitive end point. But... Since we only have a few minutes left, I won't talk too much about how bad burnout is and what it feels like. I instead want to take a couple of minutes to talk about solutions for burnout. Um, Do you have any that come to mind? I like to sit around and do nothing. (laughs) But that's that genuinely is such a like. I mean, my brain needs a break. You because you just have to turn your brain off. You just have to say like, this is nothing. Like I can't touch my artwork anymore. No, you and like sleeping on it. Yes, I genuinely just need to take a step back maybe a couple days Mm -hmm. step back I think taking time off is really helpful um even when it feels like you can't take time off I think that's honestly like 
all the more reason to yeah. if you're burnt out and you're saying I can't take time off I need to finish this okay well you're not going to finish it if you're burnt out true um I think going outside is really helpful because nothing's more inspiring than like literally just seeing the beauty of nature yeah <laughs> and nothing's more calming than that either that's true um so like like we said sleep outside doing nothing um and thinking about things that recharge you that take like very little to no energy like yeah listening to music turning on a podcast like saturation italicized um <laughs> or just you know playing a video game if you're yeah. into video games some sort of just mindless mindless activity. entertainment dude like download pop tropica on your phone pop tropica. i've been i've been playing so much pop tropica on my phone recently and just like just play the little games and islands like it sounds counterintuitive to be like oh you're burnt out we'll go do nothing but there's genuinely in my opinion nothing that helps more I agree you just have to take your mind off of Mm -hmm. it but if you don't occupy your mind with something then you're gonna go back to thinking about the design and I think that's a huge thing too is like telling yourself okay like I'm refusing to work on this right now like I'm not going to think about it but like if you leave any door open to say like oh well maybe I could do this maybe I could do this to my design or this to my writing like you're still tiring yourself out yeah during that for sure but I really sincerely hope none of our listeners are dealing with any burnout right now and if you are sit back you know make some hot chocolate watch a movie and chill just do do whatever you need to do just enjoy the vibes And with that, I hope everyone listening has a wonderful, wonderful night and rest of their week. We deeply, deeply appreciate y'all tuning in to Saturation Italicized on WEGL 91.1 FM. This has been your host, Lee. And I'm Lauren. And we hope to see you next week on Tuesday at 9 p.m. Y'all have a great week and war eagle. War damn eagle. (laughs)